damn territory. He takes this team very seriously. You know, uh, someone how can you? Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United podcast. My name is TJ, and I'm here with Dan and Colin. As always, hey guys, uh, how are you doing tonight? Dan. I, I'm relieved. I, I wasn't sure if Colin was going to make it through Sunday or not. It was pure radio silence. TJ and I were having a, a yip yak fest on our, our, our group chat and just radio silence from Colin. So seeing that he's alive and somewhat here, I don't know where his spirit's at, but seeing that beautiful face on my Zoom screen is, is making me feel a lot better. Okay, so to all your listeners out there, he's leaving out one glaring detail. I mentioned that I would not be answering any of the text messages all day long. So I followed through with that. I was doing yard work. I was doing lots of other work. You know, you I said didn't get during to... the game. I like expected to hear from you at some point, like late at night, <laughs> on some. I mean, on, on any one of the various group chats that you and I are on together. Well, I turned off. All, I turned the alerts off of all of the, the the potential text message threads that would tell me anything about the giant game because I, I, I wanted to. I wanted just a little bit of anticipation and surprise for I the think inevitable. Fans should know that this is a a seasoned Giants fans uh, coping mechanism skill that you've cultivated over the years to sort of keep yourself out of it uh, as long as possible so you, you can just have it dealt to you in one fell swoop. Well, I want to not hear little bits and pieces. I want to be smacked in the face as hard as I possibly can all mm. at once. You're right. You're right. You're completely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and indeed but, we were. And, and I, I don't want to ruin my Sunday when I'm trying to get uh, arduous house and yard work done. So I let the suffering commence when I'm relaxed. Well, actually, can we pause? Well, what kind of stuff do you do in the yard? I'm, I'm curious as a as a yard haver. Uh oh, okay. So we didn't like this bush in the front of the house. Yeah. Uh, we we had an idea of putting some, uh, not tiles, but like uh, broken uh, cement. You know, whatever you put garbage. there for a little patio. Yeah, not garbage. We're not putting Rocks. a landfill in the, my front yard. No, I'm not doing a. I'm not doing the a neighbors must be pumped about this. Your, your no, garbage pile. Care. Well, although I do yeah. have to, I have to say something funny. Um, so our buddy Chris brought a, a chainsaw, a chainsaw over. So <laughs> the reason for the chainsaw, uh, this bush, we got as much of it uh, chopped down, and but we we couldn't use the saw any longer. So so Chris came over with this the chainsaw and it was completely flooded and I don't think he was aware it was flooded and he hadn't used it forever. You mean with with gas? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. oil. I think oh, it was oil. too much oil yeah. with glass right. because uh, gas because my um, my neighbor across the street, uh, he's a very uh, observant guy and if you, we're just doing anything in the yard, he's just gonna watch and he just automatically comes over, <laughs> and it's it's already starting. We're not yeah. even there. We don't even living there. And neighbors are just coming over all the time, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> so, so anyway, Chris, Chris is going. He's like trying to start the the uh, the, um, chainsaw. the chainsaw. Why I couldn't even remember the name of it. Um, and he finally gets it going after about 15 minutes, and it's just smoking. It's like it's gonna blow up. And he's like, "Oh, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine." And he goes over to it, and he's like. And he's just going into it, and it's just like blowing all this smoke to our neighbors next door, and they're like kind of out, outside, and we're trying to tell Chris, like, hey, why don't you turn that way so the smoke goes that way into our yard and not right into our neighbor's yard? And he eventually cut it, and it was fine, but it was pretty funny. And uh, Sounds yeah, safe. So. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, that, what are we that talking kind of about right now? So <laughs> we're talking. We didn't hear about the pivot. This is this is yard talk. We're not talking about big blue. I mean, I know, I know, it's painful uh, to have to talk about the Giants, but I mean, you know, I guess we could talk about taking bushes out all day with a chainsaw. <laughs> our friends in high school. It's cool, you know. If anyone's still listening, this is the Big Blue United podcast. We're sponsored by the Pigskin Podcast Network. Please follow at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter and Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, I'm segueing into talking about the football game. That no, I think we Sunday. should start. We should keep talking about my yard. Uh, yes. Yeah, you should. What? What? what the, the end result was is that you should have taken that chainsaw and chopped your head off with it. So you <laughs> the beatdown the Giants took by the Falcons, and now the Giants. This is an interesting. Got a couple interesting stats for you. The, uh, okay, I, I, the Giants lost 17-14. We know that. New York had more passing yards, more rushing yards, more first downs, better third down efficiency, more sacks, and they won the time of possession battle. And they still didn't win this game. Do you guys what do you, I think we have to just immediately talk about the coaching cuz that's the most glaring thing to me. What 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 are the deficiencies there, Dan, you see that right now? Or or in general, I guess. I mean, it's uh, not I good. mean, it's not good. We, we like to harp on you know, common themes, right? Like Jason Garrett is pure trash, which is true. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he was, he was, Colin was putting him in the front of his lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting him right under that bush. That's um, it. And, and Patrick Graham, you know, is generally good, but there's only so much you can do sometimes when you're playing that much defense or in, in impossible situations and maybe he's not as good as we thought he was but i think i think now it might be the time to start looking at joe judge who we usually give a pass um as the head coach you know when is he going to take um some measures to to get control of everything uh nothing seems to be working in his press conferences today he said nothing's changing as far as play calling um Ooh. just you know <laughs> just keep keep trust the trust the process and and jason garrett's gonna figure it out so i mean I, I my 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 theory is we really don't know who Joe Judge is. We know that when he speaks to the public, he's like he's like John Mara's like fantasy of what a coach would say. Just perfectly measured, perfectly like, you know, gritty, we're gonna work harder, we're gonna get it figured out. Um, but nothing controversial, nothing um, you know, out of the ordinary. So it, you know, it's it's that reliability, but <laughs> he's reliably coached an awful team. So I, I don't know, I think it's time to to, to take a look at Joe judge and, and see what he actually brings to the table other than situational unawareness and an ability to challenge plays. Yeah. I, I have to uh, agree with you, Dan, on that slant. Um, I, I, this was like a turning point game for me uh, it, it, with him in mind. Uh, it was the game that finally let me know that is entirely possible. He is a giant moron. No pun intended. I, I think he might be a very, very not. I don't want to call him a stupid man. I want to call him maybe not qualified to be a head coach. That's, and it's starting to show itself now. That's what everyone thought when he got hired, right? Well, special teams guys usually don't become head coaches. I mean, other than uh, John Harbaugh was like the only guy I can think. But of. John Harbaugh also coached like quarterback for a long time, and mm. you know knew other positions and coached other positions other than special teams. Uh, there's only so much bravado and gusto can get you if you just don't have the the wherewithal to uh, first off discipline and control a team. Because by the way, our penalties are disgusting. 
Tom Coughlin's rolling over in his live arms. grave. He's not dead yet. His yeah. live grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Colin, I totally agree with that too. And I think, you know, in the second half when they were burning those two timeouts because dudes weren't, you know, lining up correctly. I mean, I said it last year and Judge doesn't know how to use timeouts. So, like, I mean, that's just stupid stuff that should be fixed before the game. And, I mean, to me, it's like they're trying not to lose instead of trying to actually win. And I think that you could just – I know, Dan, you're going you're gonna to back me up with the stats here. When they punted on 4th and 4th, the Atlanta 39, yeah. you don't go for it one or two. It's a 56-yard field goal, and Graham Gano hasn't missed. It, like, I don't understand why you're punting. Dan, can you, can you share I, those stats with, with us? The, the, the punting stats? No, like the uh, the coward the coward punts. Oh, the, cow- oh, I think the I coward index. I have that one. Yeah, oh, the coward index. My favorite thing. I mean, yeah. first off, Colin, you can do the stats. I just want to praise uh, uh, the people behind that Twitter handle for coming up with an index that's, that judges the cowardliness of a play call. It's, it's, it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's the hip Twitter handle? I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, because oh, someone could could vamp for me. I I, I think it's my... it's been shared by quite a few people. I have yeah. a tweet from someone else that I think pulled that stat. Oh, well, then read it, Colin. Read it. Oh, here All it right, goes. So... It's it's the surrender index. Surrender index. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> which measured well. which measures cowardliness of a play call. Which... Uh-huh. <laughs> so it is fantastic. Yeah. This was uh, from Dan uh, Schneier. Um, Joe Judge's decisions to punt ranked in the 99.6 and 93rd percentile of quote-unquote cowardly calls since 1999. People have made excuses last year when coaching not to lose cost the Giants wins. Don't trust the OL, et cetera, et cetera. What are the excuses now, or is this what Joe Judge is? I mean— I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's— they, they don't win games, and they haven't had a winning record since Gettleman's been GM. I think they spent a lot of money this offseason for a lot of guys. They've had a lot of high draft picks. Wait, can can, uh, I, can I go to the Gettleman years. thing I mean, real quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Gettleman's been nice GM for 51 games. Wait, here. Guys. Dun, 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 dun. Is this good? Gettleman <laughs> has been GM for 51 games with a combined uh, win total of 21 games under 500. He's fifteen and thirty-six. Is this good? When John Mara was kicking the trash can over, I thought that maybe he was trying to have a moment of self-reflection and be with his own kind because he's a trash owner, trying to trying to hurt himself deep down to show the pain that he feels. Did you see my tweet? No, we don't follow you. Oh, you should. You spam my timeline. Oh, oh, are you my friends or do you just put me down? No, I used to follow you, and, and years ago you started just absolutely spamming my timeline, so I, I, I muted you. Oh, it's not like it was. That was like five years ago. Yeah. I only follow, like, <laughs> football accounts. That's, that's it. I don't use Twitter a lot. What's your tweet? Um, so it, it was basically that article from the Post talking uh, with the picture of the garbage cans on its side. Yeah. Like, the guy asking him, like, oh, do you want to comment on that? And him saying no. And then I just retweeted it and just did the Spider-Man pointing at the other oh, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Mara yeah, yeah, and the garbage cans. Yeah. Like, that's just... It's just crazy <laughs> to me that, like, it, it's taken this long for him to get that upset. Like, any normal person would have been kicking garbage cans, like, two years ago. Um, oh, but but at, at halftime, like, if we want to segue into something positive here, but let's start with the negative, because, of course, when he started talking 
everyone started booing the, him. All right, so yeah, the Eli Manning re, uh, jersey retirement ceremony. John Mara got booed out of the building by the Giants faithful, which warms my heart at least. Oh, it was uh, great. But you actually, know what the problem is? Is his answer to it's just like, oh yeah, well we were own too. I understand why they're booing. It's like, no man, no. your awareness is awful. They're He's booing you because you're a bad owner. Come billionaires aren't self-aware. I think they should have let it be about Eli, and they shouldn't have. No, they should boo him. That, no, no, no. I I don't, I don't right. agree with that because we're past that know. point. And and this is part of the text message that I sent you the other day, Dan. It's time to lean into John Mara and not Gettleman anymore. I'm actually off of the Gettleman. He's just a product of the trash that just comes down from top. Let That's me just it. finish this this thing with one yes, thing. Do you sorry. see the, the the Bill Barnwell tweet on that? No. When they when they <laughs> they booed John Mara. He no. Said, what did he say? Uh, uh, so consider who John Mara is and the whole taunting thing we're talking about. Yeah. He said the entire stadium should be flagged for, for taunting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just penalize the entire entire Meadowlands. Um, I mean, I thought me, that was great. How much do you think that Mara had to do with the jettisoning of Odell because of like that behavior he's having on the sidelines, like, you know, kicking the kicking net, and then John Mara's up in the box kicking over trash cans. It's like, get it together. Have a message. Well, you that's know, the from that's the team. The hypocritical nature of, of his existence is he's is 100% the main person that jettisoned him out of this team. Well, you know I think Gettleman, Gettleman, too. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. It, that it starts from, quick. It he, starts from know. that class stuff from top down. I don't know. know. But, like, if you look back at Gettleman of the Patriots with Steve Smith, you know, Steve Smith essentially – This was the quote that, that they, 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 they pulled back up. Panthers. The, oh, what did I say? Patriots? Patriots. Yeah. Uh, I meant Panthers. I'm sorry. Um, I know you did. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, There's like a long story behind it, but Steve Smith's quote was, I was let go because I didn't really care about the rules of the Carolina Panthers were because the person who was setting the rules was Dave Gettleman. Like he, he doesn't like guys that are like mercurial players that might have, you know, interesting to say the least personalities, but might be undeniably talented. Like he wants to be, the top dog in town he's the most arrogant you know sob on the planet as far as i'm concerned him and and, and our former president yes <laughs> that's a fair point um yeah and it it, it, it permeates throughout the organization it, it is a collective hubris if you want to use the daniel term that's right it is it, they just don't they think that their proverbial you know uh, doesn't stink being around and, for a while justifies their uh, you know expertise and then they have no ability to be t- held accountable because you know i'm a football guy like this is my world you guys can't tell me anything it's it, uh, it's just you know it's it's even before gettleman too i think we have to look at like the years of the bad drafting and you know bad free agent pickups i mean it's just been over and over and over again. Bad coaching hires, you know, and then you go like to the Denver game and Shermer destroys you and gets his revenge. And it's just like mm-hmm. it's so it just puts you down so much being a fan. I don't know. Yeah. Watching this game was just not interesting and I didn't see anything that was great in it. And I, I don't know, like, you know, also, I really just I know we can't curse in the podcast, but I'm going to just say Evan Ingram. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> beep. We're, we're going to beep it. We're yeah, gonna we're going to beep, beep that out. Don't worry. Um, um, like, how about that fumble? Like, what, what was your thoughts when you saw that? Because he hadn't played all year, and then he catches the ball and turns it over immediately. It was so, amazing. 
picturesque you know, so, outcome. Larry Tynes tweeted probably the best tweet of the entire weekend in in relation to this game because it, it encapsulated everything that I feel now, and it's like we are all collectively at this point. The consensus among Giants Nation is they have no feelings. The word is numb. Has been used quite a bit on this app. That's what happens when a fan base, when you are 18 and 49 since 2017, tied with the Jets over that span. 14 games remain in 2021 to get this fixed. Together blue. Yeah, numb. Numb. That's it. And like it, it, it pains me more than anything else because you guys know me. I'd usually be in this, like, you were worried about me coming on onto the pod tonight. Like, I wouldn't show up. Like, I'd be so sad. I'm not even <laughs> sad. You know what I am? I'm resigned. Mm-hmm. Just like Gettleman should be. You know? Is, this, is the season over? Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Uh, we, we, I think we all said the season was over before it started. I think we all had higher expectations. You know, maybe, maybe this podcast particularly didn't have super high expectations for the Giants. Yeah. But some people did. Yeah. And, you know, how bad the division was really bad last year. And people were like, you know, the Giants can make the playoffs. And then the first three games of the year, like the first three winnable games, and this is the most winnable game, and they drop it. And they played better than the Falcons, but they just shot themselves in the foot. I mean, how many, like, interceptions did, did they drop? At least two or three. Two. I think there was two definite, maybe th- a third from a tip or something like that. Yeah, this was the I first think... game we won the possession battle, first down yeah. battle. Um, also, I'm just going to dip into the positive for a little bit because we got to spice this up. Yeah, Daniel Jones isn't the problem here, and that's the strangest part of all of this. He, it is strange now. Dan, Dan and I were talking about yep. this, and we were like, "What? What is Daniel Jones, and what's his ceiling?" And and we kind of just sort of agreed that like he wouldn't really be better than a top 12 or 15 quarterback at his best. And that he doesn't have, like, the ability of, of these top-tier guys, like a Mahomes or a Rodgers, to just take over the game with his arm. You know, right. he can run. He can definitely run, and he can. He apparently is good at throwing the deep ball, but we'll never see it because Jason Garrett just wants to run a freaking curl route every single time they throw the ball. Um, I, I don't know because they're not going to – they came out and just said we're not going to change the offensive play caller. It's, it's – you know, Colin, you said, you know, it's insane to keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's the definition of it. It's it. I, I can't see the Giants having a you know bouncing back and winning six games like they did last year. I think when they start zero and five and then end up winning six games, yeah. the schedule the schedule's too hard. You're playing so many good teams, and the AFC West looks really good. And you just played the worst team in the AFC West, and you got trounced. So, not to mention the injuries. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, yeah. I, I was going to say that the bright spot of the game was like I think maybe in the first five minutes when they had Sterling Shepard and Slayton and Kadarius Tony and uh, Kenny Galladay and Evan Ingram like all in the field at the same time. It's like, well, here's here's all the weapons, and they they looked a little dynamic. And then like instantly, like Slayton goes down, and then Shepard goes down, and then they pull Galladay for a, a series, and then we have CJ Board out there and and, and Colin uh, Colin Johnson Colin Johnson. Out there, hey, CJ Board had a, had an amazing catch, and that, and I think that was da- the best jo- uh, throw Daniel Jones ever yeah. made in this whole it was, career. Probably. It was, yeah. But and, I will and say, Colin this... Johnson actually showed up too. I mean, he had a lot of really key catches. Hey, Kadarius had two grabs too, and a little yak. Yeah, you know? until they at yacked him off the, the field. Yeah. <laughs> at least he's getting involved. I mean, I would have thought with like Shepard going out, they might have like 
throw him in the slot and see nah. what happens. Like, it's like nah. Galladay was kind of working out of the slot more so. I mean, he, he had his best game, even though it wasn't anything spectacular. But about Daniel Jones, can I just say one thing? Like, Con, yeah. you said he's he's not the problem, but he, I don't he's not the solution. And no, 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 no. Those are like, two very different things. He's not gonna he's not gonna pull the team out, and I, he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Those are two of the best quarterbacks we'll ever see in our lifetime. But he's got to be. But you would like him to be right. Well, if of you're course. Spend the but, six overall pick on a guy you'd like him to be. Essentially, a, in the a, NFL a top today, quarterback. I, mean, I, I think you need if you want to win a, a Super Bowl, and if you want to be in contention for more than one Super Bowl, you need to have a a top quarterback, like a top five, top seven quarterback, a quarterback that can create and do things that other quarterbacks can't do. You know, to me, Daniel Jones. If everything breaks right, he we're looking at like. An Andy Dalton type quarterback, a I don't know. Uh, He's better than Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I think Andy, Andy Dalton on the Bengals him. like five years ago wasn't bad. He he led a he led the offense. You know they're very productive under him. But but he, he wasn't mobile. That's the big difference there. He was a little athletic. Eh. a little. But a little. still, a I'm just saying like you know he's probably more accurate. Um, but I don't know, like like a, a mid level, you know, middle fifteen, give or take a few spot quarterback, and I don't know. I think you got to keep if you're going to have these high draft picks, you got you got to take some shots at some premium <laughs> premium players. Well, yeah, uh, and here's the craziest thing about this. Thankfully, it, it's almost inevitable at this point. Gettleman has to be let go. If the <laughs> Bears continue to go on the route that they're on, we're going to have possibly two top five picks going into next year and if we have a competent gm that is insane and i will reroute this whole thing because it's going to start over and it's going to start over in a big way probably in a way we've never even seen as a team that in existence in terms of a possibility of, of getting two you know great players uh, week three of football is now in the books. It's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week any week one game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with a daily, daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place $1 bet in any game. That's promo code TPPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 year older, New, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. For all of our Indiana fans out there. Let me yeah. get straight. I, I am a, I'm a New Jersey resident, and I, yeah. I, I've been known to place a better too. But are you saying it, I, if I go on DraftKings and use the TPPN uh, promo code, I get essentially 150 bucks to gamble with. If you're, for, if it's your first, it's the first time you downloaded the app. Absolutely, yes. Well, I don't if use DraftKings, but now I'm going to get 150 free dollars. No, now you can. And if you live in New York, like Colin or I, then we could do the fantasy, uh, the fantasy one, uh, which is also fun. So, you know, maybe they'll legalize sports gambling in New York, and then we can uh, all do this, and that would be awesome. Because who doesn't like free money? This is how. This is how we're going to buy the Giants, my friends. 
Well, I'm going to hit to say. a dream Let, parlay. Let's, let's definitely put money on this team for sure. By not betting on them. Yeah. No, we can, a dream parlay. I mean, we, we can look at the, the games coming up, but, but I think there's some easy bets to you know, throw the Giants in a parlay all the way down the line. Just add, just multiply that, and we're sitting pretty. Yeah, and I want to go back, I go back yeah. to what Colin was saying about the two draft picks. You know what I would really like is if – they had used all that really like great draft capital they had successfully like in the past few years. I mean, I you know, I if Gettleman's back, you don't know he's going to be gone. You don't know. No, he's going to be gone. If, if, well, it, if, if, if we're not winning, why these was games. he gone last year? Why was he gone last year? I mean, the, and no, the, this is because he, he signed some good free agents. Yeah, I don't know, perceivably man. at the time, that's what it seemed like, but it's it, it's clear now. I, I think it has to be clear now that I mean, here's my it, question, it, Colin. What? Say say they do get rid of Gettleman, right? Like we all know they should. What would have to be in place for you? You'd have confidence that they would select the right GM, that would select the right head coach. How do we get John Mara and the ownership to, you know, essentially give up decision making rights and and put the right people in place to make those decisions? It would have to be Wellington Mara's ghost playing in a Christmas Carol. And where he would have to uh, actually <laughs> visit his son in the middle of the night at midnight, the 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 ringing of and the, the chains would start shaking. Wellington would come out and be like, "Don't you remember history of this family whatsoever? <laughs> Do you remember what happened to me in the seventies? Are you not paying attention whatsoever? Everyone thinks you're a clown. You're a clown. I'm your father. I'm dead. I'm a ghost, and you're a clown." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think? I think. I think we need to get old Leo DiCaprio and your boy Joseph Gordon-Levitt over here, and we run a little inception on the, on, on John Mara. Just get into his brain, plant the seed of an idea, and make him think it's his own, because that's the only way he's going to make a decision that isn't <laughs> right. retrograde and stupid. You're right. It's, he's so nepotent, like uh, not nepotent, uh, he's so egotistical that it has yeah. to be from him. Yeah. Otherwise, it's nothing. I've got a guy. I've got a guy in our fantasy league that's really into inception and, and Christopher Nolan movies in general. Uh we can we can probably make this happen. We just gotta just knock him out at, at Westchester Country Club one day and and drag him into a room and, and jump into his dreams. <laughs> well, it's uh, not. It's probably like less far fetched than the Giants making the playoffs this year. Yeah. So. Can I mention something that's a little off kilter? Not necessarily part of the game itself, but something I had to notice because the I, the broadcast was uh, baffling to say the least. Um, so number one. Jonathan Vilma is terrible at his job. <laughs> he is god awful. And not only that, but his Jets homerism comes through so strong he was oh, yeah. hating hard can and I, hating can I, often. Can I can I just say Kenny Albert to me looks like someone cut someone's uh, Kenny Albert's face off and then pasted onto Kenny Albert's face like <laughs> he's very stretched out, you know? It's like it's almost like uh like disconcerting to look at him, his face. I don't know. It's like just very punchable or something. But yeah, I, you I know, I don't mind him though. He he has his moments where he's okay. But oh, no, I, he's fine. Yeah, he, he's fine calling the game. Um, I'm just I, like don't want to see him. I, I don't know if you noticed the one moment that was embarrassing more than anything else from Vilma. He uh, made some comment about, and I can't, I don't have his first name. Morrow, number twenty-two for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some comment about him when the Giants were on defense. And he was talking about Morrow when it should have been a Dory Jackson. And Kenny Albert was just like, 
ah, uh, yes, we were talking about a Dory Jackson right there, not whatever his name, Moro. And it was just like, ah, oh, Vilma, man, you, your preparation is garbage, bro. This is, this is. Do they have the great. same number? Is yeah, yeah, they're both twenty-two. Yeah, so, like, I guess go. I see that being a mix-up. But like, get your. I mean, what are you doing all week, right? You can't like read over the rosters a few times. Uh, I mean, you think? I don't. I don't know what else Jonathan Vilma has going on. But if I were a commentator. I would, and I had one hour a week to talk, or whatever, four hours a week to talk. I would probably do a lot of preparation for that. I don't know. Maybe one I'll, day. I want to ask you, TJ, what's your number one? If, you know, big, small, doesn't matter. What's your one positive from this game? Um, I thought Aziz Olujuari played really good, and, or really well, and I he had another sack, one in each game, and I think that him being on this team is going to, and the pass rush is abysmal, but I think him... If they get him some help on the other side, he's going to develop into a really good player. I don't know if he's going to take over games or anything like that, but getting consistent pressure on the quarterback is, is so important, and the Giants can't do it. But he is a bright spot on an otherwise inept pass rush. I like that. Dan, what's yours? Um, uh, this, is, this is a very difficult question. Uh, I guess uh, Andrew Thomas wasn't super bad. Uh, you know what? He, I'm gonna give him more credit than we gave him last week because he's he's playing well, and I think he, you know, he was rated 82.3 in PFF. Yeah, that's a good. He had a good game, and he and he's not had a terrible game. He's had like a he massive improvement. Year. There, there's there's no doubt about it, which is great. Like he's playing better than some of the, his other draft uh, mates right now, which is weird. Um, TJ, do you have uh, the Giants draft history available? I do right now. Pull that up. Can, can we, go down, can say, we go down the, the third round picks for the past like four years? Because Matt Pert didn't get on the field yesterday. Uh, all right, we had Aaron Robinson this year. I I don't. He's he got playing. injured. I don't know. Or he, yeah, so hold injured. on. So Whatever. while you're pulling that up, let me say the one positive that I have because I, I oh, yeah. feel like it's worth sorry. talking about. Oh, I'm while, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. While you get it together. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones running over Grady Jarrett for that second point, oh. uh, that two point conversion. That was yeah. incredible, especially that the one view from behind, and you could see he like leaned his shoulder into him and completely flattened him into the end zone, which is really sweet to see. I, I like that kind of stuff. So I, you know, Jones tries really hard and he says all the right things. I don't want to like you know take anything away from him because I think he he definitely puts it all out there. You know, you can't take that away from him. Um, anyway, Dan, for yeah. let's see, you got Pert didn't play. Zimenez is trash. Is, yeah. Lorenzo Carter trash doesn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Davis Webb, yeah. Do you remember Darian Davis Webb Thompson, was Well, that's that's way way long ago. That's that's before Gettleman. 20, 2016. Do you remember or Davis Eli Webb? Apple, I Apple who's out of the league. <laughs> Davis Webb. What, what college did he go to? UCLA uh, or uh Berkeley? Cal Berkeley was it? <sighs> so yeah, in that in that in that draft, Evan Ingram is the number one pick. Every single player is off the team. The next year, Sterling Shepard's the only guy from that draft class on the team. And then, you know, you have your first, second round. Saquon, Hernandez, Carter are still on the team. They're still on their rookie deals. So, I mean, if you go back far enough, there's generally nobody left. Shepard is the longest-running player on the Giants. And there's so many names here that were good players that weren't re-signed or walked or traded. Right. That, well, that's my concern with Aziz is that he's going to have a good three years and we're not going to re-sign him from the rookie contract and he's going to he's gonna walk because, you know, mm. we believe in the guys we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what, Bill? I hope, uh, I hope then a new regime comes in and can rectify this 
is is there a foreseeable fire. way that would happen? Like a lot of people are talking about hiring outside consultants in order to evaluate th- the team from the yes, ground up. I saw that. I think that's the best idea that I read today. But is the outside, outside consultant, consultant going to be like Ernie Orcasey or whoever else like made the <laughs> yeah, decisions right. back in Good 1998? Point. Like what like what they do with Gabe Get- Dave Gettleman? So like, how are we going to break the pattern? Break the chains of mediocrity and or actually it's not even mediocre. It's just. Trash. Someone has to uh, figure out a way to not go with the safe bet and actually hire someone up and coming, someone smart, someone with new ideas, just like something. You got to someone change... with like an internet connection. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah. Someone who doesn't who depend on binders to figure out their <laughs> scouting reports. Scouting reports. Oh man, his his voice is just the worst, isn't it? Gotta no, listen, listen here, kid. Uh, no, I, so, I can't. I'm not. Whatever. He's. I, I don't think he'll. I don't think they'll allow him to speak ever again. To be honest, he's 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 the king of the cowards. His coward index, coward index rating is <laughs> three thousand percent. Dave Gettleman coward index rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh man. Uh, you know what makes me sad? Unfortunately, uh, this idea I saw on Twitter today, I, and I didn't even realize it, but it's really depressing. I, I'm going to the Strahan game. The, the Jersey uh, retiring. Oh, yeah. And the idea was floated that they might be so bad at that point that there might be more Eagles fans in the stadium than Giants fans while his jersey is mm. getting re- retired. Oh, fun. And I'm going to be there, and mm. it's just going to be soul-crushing. So mm-hmm. uh, you want to you want to say nice things about Eli Manning, speaking of uh, jer- Jersey retirements? Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite Eli Manning memory that wasn't winning a Super Bowl? Dan, I, I I don't know. I didn't I didn't I prep, prepare this. That's <laughs> yeah. That's quite the quarterback. For like... I mean, it could just be a Giants moment. I mean, I don't know. I always remember when we were in Oneonta and the what was it? The Packers game, a- NFC Championship. Yeah, or was it the divisional round? I don't remember. What the Packers? Yeah, it was the it was the championship game. Yeah, yeah. And Corey Webster closed it out. I mean, uh-huh. Eli had a great game that game. I think there was another one in. Uh, they played another Packers game a couple years later. Where yeah. they, in the they Eli had a great game. They were they won like thirty seven twenty. I'm reading here. Eli Manning threw three hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns. Then they won the Super Bowl. Remember that, that? fun? It's like that uh that Chris Farley bit where he's interviewing uh, <laughs> uh Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Like, yeah, the Beatles. Remember yeah. that? Oh, that's cool. That, that was cool. <laughs> remember, when, remember when you guys won the Super Bowl? You know, yeah. not for nothing. I feel like the three of us would not be nervous at all. Hanging out with Eli, I don't I've, think I would be. I've had my I've had my fair share of run-ins with famous people, and then I don't care at all. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, whatever. Oh, oh, oh. It just comes with the with the line of work, man. Like, oh yeah, Paul Giamatti didn't know what the Sandlot was, and I was like, "Who are you?" Yeah, I, was did, like, I don't want to be. I don't want to talk to you. Did Did you ask Michael J. Fox how much that Delorean cost? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I I shook his hand, and I wasn't supposed to. And then, uh, yeah, that was it. He looked at me like I was a – he didn't want to talk to me at all. And I was like, great. Cool. I, I Related, I, I met Christopher Lloyd in Vermont when I was about nine. Oh, wow. Sick. Did you just, ask him how much the DeLorean was? I probably <laughs> did. And my mom was just like, don't talk to that man. Don't talk to that man. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, um, you guys want to talk about the Saints game? Oh, yeah. yeah we, need to, we need to move on to the Saints game. The Saints are 2-1. and one. Um, I'm just going to count down one, uh, three, two, one, and I want everyone to say who's going to win the game. Count of three. Ready? Three, two, one. Saints. No. 
sense. No. Um, yeah, I mean, is is there any reason to believe the Giants should be in this game? What, anything that we've seen that would lead you to think we there's any shot that they could win this game? Other than the law of averages? Uh, I mean, uh, not particularly. I think that, you know, Jameis has his moments, uh, and he can throw – he can throw the ball he makes mistakes mentally but he can throw the ball and he can make all the throws and i don't with blake being out the defense has taken a huge hit with their signal caller and tay crowder is going to have to come in and take over that role and i don't know how ready he is for it i mean we'll find out he played okay um, last game he yeah, was all no, right i mean I, I thought the defense in general played a little better i mean there's guys that are doing what they're supposed to be doing but like i said the pass rush isn't there so even if the secondary steps up James is going to be able to have time in the pocket and he's going to move the ball around. And, you know, the Saints have a good offense. They still have a good team despite Breeze not being there. I, I just don't – the Giants are just bad and, and then they're just bad at everything. They're not good at anything. They can't plan a, plan a game offensively. I just don't see any way the Giants even make a dent in the Saints and have any success at all, either side of the ball. Yeah. Sh- Sean Payton versus uh... – versus the clapper uh jason garrett is going to be it's going to be an interesting showdown as far as who can put up points no this is the game honestly this is the game that that really bothers us because somehow we squeak out a win and it's just like great what are we supposed to do with this great trap game yeah absolutely yeah this says trap game all over it Jameis comes in with his w's in his mouth eating them thinking he's going to get another one and then all of a sudden (laughs) he's smacked up for no good reason at all We, we beat the saints and then we lose to taylor heineke again Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, That's how it goes. <laughs> there's going to be one of those squeakers in here somewhere. Yeah, you're yeah. all right, Colin. Like that Seahawks game last year where you watch that game and you're just like, oh. No, no, no. That was the, the magic. Giants? That was the magic of uh, your boy Colt. Daniel <laughs> Colt. <laughs> oh, D- uh, Danny Dimes. He threw for 113 yards and a touchdown. Crit killed it. He's, hey, <sighs> prayers. So we. I think we have to technically watch the game. Is there anything that you guys can pitch me in this game that will be interesting to watch? Yeah, drink like drink like a four pack of beer before the game. A four pack, and then maybe just... it'll be interesting. <laughs> oh well, you know because a tall boy fancy, like fancy tri- beer triple comes uh, imperial yeah. IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, like a couple eight percent IPAs. Yeah, and then I, maybe I, the game will be fun to watch. TJ, you ever have uh, the the evil twin Maltov cocktail? Yeah, I have not had, had that, that particular one, but I've <laughs> yeah. had like a, I've had like a hundred beers from them. I think. Yeah. Malkoff Tacktail is like thirteen percent. It's uh, bad. Bad. Is news. it an IPA? Yeah, it's like gajillion oh, imperial. I've uh, had yeah. I've had a fourteen percent IPA once, and it oh. was really, really good. It was another half beer. It was really good. Yeah, I mean, some of those like quadruple IPAs are just like sticky. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's just not like, a good tasting thing. Yeah. No, it's instant instant butt mouth, for lack of better words. <laughs> like those long sure. trails? Those long trails are like, just don't drink them if you want to meet a new friend that night. <laughs> you know I, what I I'm talking about. I don't remember the last time I had a long trail. All right, TJ, I'll put you on the spot. Your beer recommendation for a Giant fan trying to get through the game on Sunday. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to get to the game? No, get through. Get through watching oh, it on get the get through the game? Steel Reserve. You know, I want should shout out district 96 brewing for making a giants beer called big blue that i didn't get to try district 96 is really good they make a lot of really good ipas however i'm a evil twin guy at heart so i would probably go get this beer called um 
I think I keep saying the words Bushwick and rave too much raves too much because I keep getting ads for cheap beer on my Instagram. And it's a 10% <laughs> IPA. So you can drink four of them and you feel real numb afterwards. Yeah. Like, Excellent. It's, Excellent. Yeah. That's yep. great. It's like Moe's. Oh yeah. They, you know, they, they, they stopped making a lot of those beers. Uh, Molson Coors stopped making like Milwaukee's best ice and stuff or Milwaukee's best regular one, but they still make the ice and the light. No, Mo- Moe's, Moe's, me. The, the Eskimos yeah, Red, will will continue forever. I Red think. Shields are out. Yeah, for for those who don't know, we called Eskimos Milwaukee's best ice, and I don't know why yeah. we did that in college. Beast but it ice, was something we did, and we drank a lot of that disgusting beer. So awful. Bad. I used to drink that in Steel Reserve, and it was just like a Tuesday night. I mean, uh, with that being said, I think we all need a drink after this. Uh, um, thank you guys for listening tonight. Please follow Pigskin Podcast Network on Twitter, Bigly United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to go out and download that DraftKings app for, uh, you know, get $153 worth of money to bet on the game. Um, thanks again, guys. Have a good night. Keep the faith. Everything's looking positive. 